0: photo diaries podcast i'm your host grace costa a commercial photographer of over two decades a photo-based artist and a photography mentor this podcast opens up a secret diary about the world of the photography industry we'll bring you inspiring interviews with industry professionals as well as stories and tips to help you propel through your photography journey whether you're just starting out or a seasoned pro thanks for joining me today now let's open the latest diary Hello friends, welcome back. We've just had our summer holidays here in Australia over Christmas and I had such a lovely break. I had some time by myself, caught up with friends and family and uh, the three of us had some time together doing camping and seeing family interstate. So all around it was a lovely time. And I had the opportunity to reflect on my 2023 I had a really fun year to be honest. You know, getting into the National Photographic Portrait Prize exhibition was a highlight for me. But also, you know, I reached my financial goals, which are really important. My business felt really busy and abundant, which felt so good. I built lots more community last year, so I can I'm gonna continue to do that both in the photography community and in the women in business space. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this year being another great year. There's lots of ideas in the making and I want to really focus on stepping outside of my business and doing personal projects and bringing you guys along the journey because if you're like me, it's so easy to get caught up in serving clients and forget about your own creativity and answering your own questions about ideas that you have. So I'm going to commit to that this year. (laughs) Hopefully you guys will keep me accountable as well. But that brings me to today's episode. I want to talk about self-care as a photographer. I have some friends in my community that, you know, I see complaining about working 10 hours, editing photos at a laptop and doing back-to-back 10 shoots a day and things like this. And I think to myself, oh my God, you're going to burn out. You're on the fast track to burn out. And if you intend to be a photographer and have this career for many years to come, decades like myself, you really have to understand how to look after your well-being. And that starts with planning your week. So if you're running your own studio or even if you're doing freelance, You need to plan your week so that you make time for rest. And planning your week means scheduling your appointments, your shoots and everything, but not planning them so tightly that you don't have time to have a lunch break, you know, rehydrate with water, go back to the studio and just have an hour rest, rest your feet, repack your gear, that sort of thing, um, refresh your brain when I was employed as a photographer one of my managers he didn't like me to work shoot after shoot we would take turns often if we could because he would like me to take a break so that I was fresh for the next shoot and that I could manage my, my ideas for the next shoot because we might not think about it but As photographers we rely very heavily on our imagination and our brain so if our brain is fatigued when we're doing a shoot and we have to come up with all the ideas and do the creative direction it can be super hard to think of something on the fly when you are mentally exhausted. I know sometimes when I go to a shoot and you know my brain isn't switched on mainly because of lack of sleep because I have a young child but when that happens to me like photographing a team in a workplace and doing corporate imagery and I have to remember everybody's name my brain just freezes and I can't remember each person's name And so that sort of thing can happen when you're not taking good care of your your sleep, your rest periods, and you're shooting too much and too, too often. Some photographers will argue with me and say, oh, well, we don't have the luxury of not taking every single shoot. I understand that too. And sometimes you can manage that by negotiating shorter shoot times. So, for instance, if I get requested to do a full day conference I will no longer shoot a full day conference. I don't want to be at a conference all day long for a start. Secondly, I just don't want to be working on the tools for 8 hours. That's too much for my body physically and I know other photographers feel that way too. So I feel like it's totally okay to negotiate a shorter time frame for something like this. So I would sometimes get back to the client and say, Thanks for your inquiry, blah blah blah. I notice you have requested a full day. Uh eight hours you've you've written there. On that date, unfortunately, I only have the capacity to attend conference for three hours so just let me know the most important time slot within that time frame that you'd like me to attend the conference and I will do my best to accommodate so that is a way that you can you know just shoot to your capacity because there are some friends of mine even really strong males uh, who are having a lot of problems with their body uh, fatigue neck pain wrist pain, feet, a lot of people are complaining about their feet problems as well, shoulders, things like that. So that brings me to my next point of carrying your equipment well. So when I had an employer, uh, we had a workstation assessment and an ergonomic assessment like a work health and safety type thing. I was getting really sore hands from overuse and you know like being at the desk and using the the mouse too long and things like that and so i had an assessment and they adjusted a few things for me one thing they got me was a camera case on wheels so it looks like a suitcase on wheels but it's smaller than a suitcase and i just take that everywhere with me now because it fits everything in the one case i know i've got my triggers my batteries my filters Spare lenses, anything that I need in this bag and it totally fits. And when I arrive to a job, sometimes depending on the type of job I'm doing, I'll just pull out the camera, put it around my neck and use what's called a shoot sack by a company called Think Tank. I just put a spare lens and my speed light in there if I'm just doing like a quick kind of on the location job otherwise you know with that suitcase I can bring it into the location where I'm shooting put it in the corner and just put the camera around my neck and come back and forth to the case or use the shoot sack on the photo shoot so that works super well for me I would suggest looking into a low pro camera case if you're interested as well. And other options for carrying your equipment, you can consider getting those padded harnesses. I wouldn't personally recommend those leather ones or the neoprene ones, I would get something that has got a little bit of comfort and padding to it. You can look at Lowepro, again, probably heaps of other companies also. There's also something I used to use when I would shoot with two cameras, it's called a spider. And it's a belt so the camera is secured at the bottom just like a tripod mount and you slide the camera into the holster kind of like a gun holster and you know people love seeing me wear this thing they thought it was super cool (laughs) but it allowed me to have one camera over my neck and one on my waist and for me that worked really well because having two on a harness didn't work for me because it would really make my back sore so I felt like the one around the waist was a really good solution for me. But carrying your equipment well is super, super important to start that now or even just bring that into your workflow now. You want to look after your body. You don't want to have injuries. You are the only photographer working in your, in your business, so you need to look after you. Okay, speaking of equipment, let's talk about now working at your desk, your workstation. For a start, did you know that your um, monitor should be at least 50 to 100 centimeters away from your body? So you're not too close and you're not too far away from your screen. Also, you should ensure that your legs are 90 degrees from your body so you're not like on your tippy toes, your feet are comfortably situated either on a footstool beneath you or your feet are flat on the ground, creating a 90 degree um, knee shape. Also, your eyes should be, you know, just under the top part of your monitor as well. So you can look up all these stats online, but I just remember being told this from when I had a professional workstation assessment. So, you know, your screen shouldn't be too high either because that causes neck discomfort and then over time, neck pain. And then that's another, another problem for you. So ensure your monitor is at the correct height The monitor is at the correct distance from you. Also your desk height is at the right height for you not too low not too high so that your wrists are comfortable when they are working with your mouse. Speaking of your mouse I do not use a mouse and I haven't used a mouse for geez probably 15 years now. Since I discovered the Wacom tablet that has been my lifesaver. My wrist used to be so uncomfortable over time because, you know, you're at your desk editing and you get carried away, a couple of hours goes by and then you can hardly move your wrist or your palms. So the Wacom, that's spelled W-A-C-O-M, the Wacom tablet is the perfect solution because you're not holding your hands over a mouse, you're not in that position anymore, you're actually holding a pen. It's an electronic pen that, that tracks with um, a trackpad and you know the ergonomics of that are just so smooth, so comfortable, you can work for hours doing it this way. I would highly recommend it. I know that it can be an investment at first, just buy one, forget about the cost and a word of warning, because some of my students now use them. At first, you will feel like you can't use it properly, like your, your hands are just going everywhere and the mouse on the screen is just going left, right and center, but you really have to take the time to get used to it. The first time my manager gave one to me, I was like, I'm never gonna use this, it's just too awkward, it's too hard, just give me my mouse back, stop forcing me to use this thing, it's so dumb and uh, he said, just just stick with it, you'll get used to it in a day or so. So I did and I've never looked back since and it, honestly it's been about 15 years and it's my number one item. I would say you would invest in your workstation. And I see so many photographers editing on a laptop, like it's on their lap or on a desk or you know they're at a cafe or whatever zero ergonomics with the height of your table or if you're on your couch, you're not doing it properly and you're just using your fingers to edit photos for hours and hours upon end, this has to stop. Honestly, take yourself seriously. Take your editing process seriously. If you're not gonna outsource it to somebody else and you're gonna continue to do it yourself, you have to set your station up properly so you're looking after your body. You just think you're going to, you know, be fine forever, but trust me, I know so many photographers, including myself, who have had overuse injuries, who've had discomfort, long-term pain, all sorts of issues going on, and I think seeing photographers use their laptop in their in this way is so sad to see. I wish I could just tell all of you to stop using your laptop like this. Invest in a desktop for a start. Or as I said start with these Wacom tablets. Okay so next thing to think about for self-care is while you're at your desk to rest your editing eyes. I have a photographer in my community and I saw him putting on social media the other day that he was editing at his laptop for eight hours straight and I was like, oh man, you are in for it. Why are you doing that to yourself? You've really got to look after yourself. Like I had a word to him. I said, you can't be doing that to yourself. You're gonna burn out so damn fast if you continue to work like that and don't set yourself some time limits uh, while you're editing. For a start, you've got to look after your eyes. Secondly, your body over that eight hours, even if it's four hours editing, even if it's two hours editing, you're changing your position in your chair and you're not always sitting in an ergonomic fashion. And you've got to be aware of this because you're going to cause yourself some body issues and alignment issues if you're not seated properly most of the time. And of course nobody's perfect, even myself, like sometimes I sit with my legs crossed on my chair, which is totally weird. But over time, you've really got to be self-aware of how you're seated at your desk while you're editing and also your eyes. So resting your eyes, taking moments to look into the distance. Also a little exercise is to look left and right, left and right up and down, up and down. Just move your eye socket round and round and change direction and the distance practice is also really, really important to rest your eyes from that distance of your eyes to the monitor, looking into the distance every now and then. So try and bring that into your daily practice when you're at your desk. That will save your eyesight as well. Last thing I want to mention when it comes to self care as a photographer is not to consume too much or too often from either online magazines, papers, books, everything like that. I am totally like calling the kettle black here. I am totally a victim to overconsumption, and that's why I want to mention it because I'm also talking to myself here, Grace. Don't overconsume too much and too often. I can totally be addicted to Instagram, just scrolling for you know all sorts of images all the time. And now that I've been on holidays, it has actually made me reflect on things, and I've made a promise to myself to have the week off social media, and also have the week off, you know, just trying to slow down at least, listening to podcasts because that's consumption as well. And the reason I'm giving myself these boundaries while I'm on holidays is to purposely allow my brain to step forward and make my own thoughts and not be disrupted by the thoughts of others, the ideas of others, the pictures from other people, the content that's out there. It's just so overwhelming and I'm feeling it big time right now so I've got these boundaries in place with me let's see what your brain can come up with yourself see if you come up with new ideas see what your thoughts are on life on um on work on whatever you know how can you even give yourself a break what if it was just for half a day once a week or every Sunday, you just don't touch your computer, you don't touch your iPhone, Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or any of those platforms, just on a Sunday so that you can allow your brain to rest and start bringing in your own ideas and know what you think. As a working photographer, I've been in the industry over two decades and I have seen many photographers burn out physically, mostly physically, because they haven't looked after themselves, They have felt like they needed to take on every single job. They need to be at the beck and call of their clients. And actually, you don't have to be at the beck and call of your clients. You are the boss of you. You're the boss of your business. And you can negotiate with your clients and say, look, I'm only available for this many hours, uh, but I would love to support you. Also, can you move the job to another day so that it suits you better? always offer it. If they can't then of course you'll accommodate what they want but there's nothing wrong with offering it. That's something that I absolutely do. I space out my shoots so that I'm not doing back-to-back shoots all the time. If I'm doing multiple shoots in a day there'll be breaks in between. I rarely go from shoot to shoot and part of the reason as well is so I can deliver social media images the same day or within a couple of hours post shoot but that is the way I consciously run my business because I know I need to look after myself. I know my own capacity and I'm not trying to compete with anybody else. I'm not trying to prove myself to anybody that I can do 10 shoots in a day or 20 shoots in a day. Look, nobody cares. I care about the way I'm doing my own business and the way I look after myself. So I hope you guys can think about that for yourself going forward, and especially seeing as we're in the new year, how can you start to put in some boundaries so that you think about your self-care as a working photographer? All right, my friends, don't forget to go and download my photo prizes and awards mega list. You can head to the show notes and grab grab it from the link below, or hit me up on Instagram. It's in my link in bio as well. But I hope you enjoyed that one, friends, and I will catch you on the next episode. Bye. That's it for today's episode. If you found it valuable, I invite you to leave a review so more people can find this podcast or simply subscribe to be notified when each new episode drops. Until next time, see you later.